Welcome back to the Charlie Music Podcast. This is episode 28. We're talking about uh, measure 13 of the spirit of music. And as always, we've got CJ here to speak about it. How are you, sir? Good. How are you, Kyle? Delightful. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm tired, but I'm okay. Yeah, no, I, f- I feel that. Work, How are work's you? Been a little, work's been a little crazy. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it has. Yeah. But otherwise, I can always complain. I mean, I can't complain. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is true. Anything good going on? How's the weather by you? It's been like 70s, Hot. 80s. Over. Yeah. Uh, we've been like 80s and 90s almost. Yeah. We've been like the highest we hit was about 85-ish. Yeah. It's been kind of warm. So, so weird. Yep. We're... You've been there how how many years have you been in Ohio now? Almost 10. So, is this been is it what is it normally around this time in the fall? It's cooler than this. Right? It's it's similar to to New York. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty similar, right? And I think so. someone said that we're supposed to get really cold weather over the weekend. Let me look really quick. We're supposed to get rain again, but not like we got last week. Last week's rain was ridiculous because of the tropical storm. Yeah. But I was looking at a video on YouTube um, of a guy who calls himself the best forecaster on YouTube, and he's out of Kansas City. And uh, I've never watched his videos before, but I was curious. This one was talking about like snow and when we're going to get snow and how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And because of the hot weather that we've been having, it's going to... Is it Ryan Hall, a- y'all? Is it? Is that, is that who you're talking about? I don't know. Oh. Maybe. Okay. It might be. I like, like I said, this is the first time I watched it, but he mentioned how, and what he said makes sense. I don't know the science of it, but like he explained how, because it's so hot in the water, like the water's so warm, it's warmer than usual, it's warmer mm-hmm. in the south than usual, and everything like that. That the west may see snow earlier, and right. everything on the east will see snow like two weeks later than normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's going to be a pretty nasty winter. Hmm. Yeah. So we're going to have highs in the upper 50s, but lows in the 30s this weekend. Wow, that's a big drop. Yeah. So we're, re- we're recording this on a Wednesday, so that's a few days, but mm-hmm. that's pretty crazy. Yeah, like Saturday, the low is 37, the high is 57. Yeah, we're not that bad. I don't think we're going to hit that. I think we're like we're 67 right now. I think it's going to go down to 59, mm-hmm. but for the weekend... Yeah, and the weekends we're going to be in the 60s. But the evenings are starting to get down into the 40s. Excuse me. Yep. Yeah. Fire pit weather. Mm-hmm. Heck That's true. Yeah. I I went a little... I went. I found a fire pit for sale. It was like... It's probably about like 13 to 14 inches wide. Because the one I have is a lot larger and deeper. And I was like, I go out there by myself sometimes. So I got a smaller fire pit. Mm-hmm. I haven't used it yet. But it's really portable. Like it's really smart. It's just two pieces, and I'm like, man, like I can, I can go to work and light a fire at lunchtime. <laughs> nice. Get some grilling done. <laughs> uh, what do you listen to? Um, a little bit of everything. Some Mingo Fish Traps, some Corey Wong, some Wolfpack. 
um, Robert Randolph and the Family Band, some Punch Brothers, a lot of like weird random stuff. What about you? Still on the audiobook kick, but um, earlier today I was I had to take care of some stuff at work, and I was kind of like couldn't really listen to an audiobook, mm-hmm. so I threw on some uh, um, Wolfpack. Mm-hmm. Uh, the live at Madison Square Garden. I listened to the first like five songs, and then I was in the mood for some Eva Cassidy. Nice, yeah. So I, was, I, I listened to that for a little bit, um, and then I was like ready to. I, I I love Sarah Watkins, but she's like one of those artists that I need to like sit at home and listen to by myself and not be mm-hmm. bothered by anybody else because I enjoy her voice so much. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but definitely audiobook kick. The, the series on it is so much fun. I think things are going to pick up a little bit for me. So about two months ago, I think it's, it is now, um, I mentioned that I was upgrading the Jeep audio. Mm-hmm. So phase one after two months is finally done. So okay. amplifier is in, subwoofer is oh, in, nice. and it's finally working. So nice. had a bunch of issues while doing it, but we finally got it working. So... Um, Next is um, speakers all around. Okay. So you and, are going to uh, change all the speakers. I am. Yeah. yeah. I don't think the speakers can handle the amp. So um, sounds so much better, but I think I think we still need to go with the speakers. So okay, they'll come over the next couple of months, I think. <clears throat> Maybe yeah. not till the spring, but we'll see. So I want to do something to my car, but at the same time, I don't know how much longer I'm going to hold on to it. Like mm-hmm. it could be just like two years, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to dump the money into it. Right. Whereas, um, like, I think I need to change my my stereo because it's starting to like have issues. Mm-hmm. But I, I I don't mind doing that. I'm not going to go crazy expensive with it, but just right. something that I know will work. But uh, the sound isn't too horrible. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, the amp made a huge difference. That I was thinking about that. I was like, well, maybe I could just throw an amp in, you know. Mm-hmm. But I will see. So, so yeah. And then you go to, uh, you go see Victor Wooden pretty soon, don't you? I go. So when this comes out, I will be. I would have seen it. So yeah. So what date is that? It's the seventh. Oh, so three so. days. So yes, from the day that we're recording, it's the seventh. He's at Brooklyn Steel mm-hmm. in Brooklyn, uh, <laughs> which I found out is connected to uh, the Bowery. Okay, like it's I I don't it's an offshoot of them. So, um, so I'll be I will have the I will have um, next episode. I can share a little bit about full it. full report. Full report. Um, and if you're listening to this, I probably shared a full report on Sunday when we went live. Hmm. Yeah. So. What day is the seventh? Is it Friday? Or? It's a Saturday. Saturday. Okay. So my question is, because you've seen him, mm-hmm. how are they with recording? Like if I want to record a little video. It is up to the venue in my experience. Okay. So like when I saw him at um, the Iridium, they were okay with pictures, but no video. Um when I saw him, I saw him at a high school actually, and they didn't care. And then I saw him at, I think Memorial Hall here in Cincinnati. They wouldn't even allow cell phone pictures. They were like, "If we see a cell phone, we're taking it." But how is he? Has he ever he said care. anything? Yeah, he, doesn't he doesn't care. care. Like I want to respect him more than mm-hmm. the venue. 
Yep. Like if he's like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. Yep. I didn't think he would because he doesn't seem like that type of person. Yep. But okay, that's cool. So if yep. the place isn't giving me a hard time, I'm hoping I'll grab some uh, some video. Yeah. So cool. I the p- tickets are. I be- like I said, I believe they're standing room only, but mm-hmm. there's uh, the Rebirth Brass Band starts at seven. He goes on at eight. So uh, they had an uh, they had the ability to add a, a VIP entrance. So there's a separate entrance that I can go into. So mm-hmm. I did pay for that because it was worth the extra like ten or fifteen bucks that it was. Right. So I don't know what that means. I don't know how close I'll be to the stage, but I I figure you know what the heck. Yeah. Still wasn't it? I I expected to spend spend a lot more for one ticket than I did. Mm-hmm. So it's totally worth it. So I unfortunately don't know if I'm gonna be able to get two covered, but you know what? Still worth it. Yeah. So, um, that that will be fun. I'm I'm looking forward. When this comes out, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, what we could do. Mm-hmm. Let me. Just because we we did a little bit uh, last week. Uh, oops, wrong button. Dad jokes? No. no. <laughs> uh, there it is. Let's play a little bit of this. song with his brothers um called sweat and uh this is the sweat tour so So, i would have heard this live when this came out yes when this episode Um, comes out yes (laughs) and um i don't know if you saw his instagram post a couple days ago but they are selling 45s at the um the shows of just selling 45s of just that one song song. yep that's cool so i may have to take some cash with me i'm sure they do venmo or whatever yeah but uh, that's cool. That's good to know. I may actually pick one up. The 45 adapter is such a cool little symbol. Like mm-hmm. so much so that I've thought about getting a tattoo of it. <laughs> like I think it's so cool. Because not everybody knows what it is. Right. right. You know. Um, cool. Do we want to get into the book? No. All right, fine. That's good. We don't have to talk about the book. Okay. We don't have to take the time to do it. Yeah. But you know what? You could get a signature on that 45 while you're there. Would it, would I have the time to get that signature? Maybe. Usually. At least the times I've seen him, he makes that time for the signature. 
I, I would it would just be a pleasure to meet him, even if it's for two moment two mm-hmm. minutes and be like, Listen, we're reading your book and <laughs> we're we have a podcast and we would love for you to come join us. Yep. Three people so. listen a week, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, this um this chapter is called Time Signature. Um <laughs> So, um, and time is a suggestion, not a rule. Keeps on turning, turning. Yep. Slipping away. <laughs> into the future. Wait, wait. It, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so, wow. where did we leave off last episode? I so, basically, he... Um, Oh, that's right. They, they, the Mike, Jonathan, Jonathan comes to the front door and says they hear. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, so long, long story short, Jonathan comes to the door, states that they're here, and they're talking about what they've called the phasers. Um, and like Uncle Clyde, Michael, and Isis weren't really too worried. It was more of Victor. Ali and Seiko that were worried and you know they're like how do we handle this how do we handle this how do we handle this and then they start talking about um, time basically yep you know and they start talking about how it's the problems so it's Uncle Clyde that states it also means your problems are in your head and you're projecting your imagery uh, imaginary problems on the now and then he says, listen, son, one of these days you'll realize that the problems only exist in the future and the future is all in your mind. Mm-hmm. And then Isis chimes in and says, or your imaginary past. Right. So much of this chapter relates to that book, Awakening Spirits, that I read. I um, got to read that book. I have it next to me. <laughs> this, I mean, like, like this, this one thing that, that Uncle Clyde just said is, is the same. It's, it's all over that book. And there are right. several things in this chapter that, that remind me of that book. And then just a, a little while down, he says, um, time ain't nothing but a series of events. Even events come and go, but now is always what it is. Things are always better. Things are always better right now. Remember that. The time is always now. Just repeat that phrase when things seem bad. And it's true because, you know, everything that I know that I, that I worry about is either something that's going to happen or something that's already happened, but never what's happening right now. Right. That's not true. Maybe never, but for the most part, I would say 90% of the time it's... Yeah. You're always thinking of what may happen and it makes you worry more than... Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I I agree because that's even something Isis says, the past is history, the future is mystery, but now is a gift and that's why it's called the present. Yep. Or the present, I should say. Yep. And Uncle Clyde then says, um, only you can decide what the current moment is. Put your stamp on it. Put your signature on the current time. That's what we call a time. That's what we call a time signature. Right. And and the phrase that he kept telling him to remind, remind himself is, the time is always now. Yep. And that's hard. I think for anyone, or for most... I'm sure there's people there that that are, I think for anyone that's probably one of the hardest things to do. Yeah. Because when when you live in the moment, you feel like you're 
forgetting about the past and also not taking into consideration what may happen in the future. Right. But like you can't predict the future because whatever's happening currently is what's going to predict the future right. or put the p- future in front of you. Like that path will be set based upon what mm-hmm. happens at that moment or at this moment into the yeah. next. And it's funny because if we talk about it as technology, I remember having a conversation with somebody and he said, at this moment, the technology today is already old to the kids of one year old. Mm-hmm. Like it's already old. And, mm-hmm. and that's true. Like ch- technology changes so much. Yep. That in the next five minutes, I'm sure someone's come out with something else and we're already dealing with old technology. Yep. So it's, I know that that's one of my biggest things is, mm-hmm. is processing what has happened versus what is going on versus what's going to happen. Or like the what ifs. Right. Yeah. Uh, that being said, after they talk about time, Michael instructs Ali to get on the keyboard for Victor to take his bass, for Seiko uh, to use her drum, but her drum is stuck outside, so he hands her a plastic garbage bin. Uh, and then she's like, I don't play the, pla- I don't play the, you know, I play the drums, not the garbage hand. He's like, mm-hmm. that's good. You know, he, he goes, you play music. Right. Is that what, what does he say? Yeah, so she said, I don't, I don't play the drum. I, I don't play the garbage can. I play a drum. And he says, good. No, he says, I don't play a garbage can. He says, good, play music. Right. That's what he said. Right. And then moving forward, as they're talking about this, um, Michael says, if you listen closely, all the instruments in this house sound the same. They are silent. They do not make a sound until we touch them. That should make it clear where the music is really coming from. Music comes through you, not the instrument. Be musical for first. Join with her. Feel her. Most of all, stop waiting. Even if you never touch an instrument in your life, be musical. We cannot afford to wait any longer. And that he's saying that because the phasers are coming. Right. And it's really funny because the way they introduce the phasers when they come through the door, that's a little bit further ahead. Uh, I don't know if you have anything after what I just read. but Nope. Because I, I highlighted a, I highlighted a paragraph, but it's really it's more of the fact that it was from the first book where Michael told him about one of the reasons children learn so quickly is they use their imaginations is mm-hmm. so strong, yep. and that we as adults forget. So they he insisted that Victor create an, a, a sacred place in his mind to go yes. to yep. for this time, and, and that's Victor, the other, that's another thing that was in that book, Awakening Spirits. <clears throat> you know, part of the meditation that he talks about is, um, or one of the meditations he talks about is to find that sacred place. And you, you kind of, you picture it in your mind, but you also, as you're picturing that place before you get there, you have like, it's almost like you're walking down a road and you imagine that road. And then there's a split in the road and you have to take the right path. And, like you have to try and you know use that every time you get to that one sacred place, so even that is part is from that book. There's a lot of Native American influence, I think, from Michael, um, and that's one of the things. And you know later on that that, that page, um, Victor says as he's you know envisioning, he says, "I imagined myself walking down a winding trail that led to a beautiful entryway covered in multicolor flora and flowing ivy. 
A few weeds scattered to my left and right reminded me that the place was underused. As my trail ended, I walked through my entry and found music awaiting me. I welcomed her. Surprisingly, I could also feel the presence of Seiko and Ollie. And that's what the book was talking about, the other book, Awakening Spirits, is that remembering that how you got to that sacred place is almost as important as getting to that sacred place. That right. way it's easier to get back. Right. And it's it's one of those things where I feel like do you you don't have to describe it, but do you did you create a sacred place for yourself? I've never done it that way now. So for breathing exercises for myself, I created I guess you could call it a sacred place because I needed to get myself to breathe and I was trying to help people learn how to breathe so I I told them to think of a place that is relaxing to you or calming to you whether it's the beach whether it's whatever you know whatever it is and just pretend there's a wind blowing and as the wind blows you're taking in the air and as it leaves you're releasing it to Mm -hmm. just kind of learn how to to breathe and I and I kind of took that as a way to put myself It'll okay, but I don't do it as much as I should. Yep. And you would think with the way work is, I would. <laughs> I know, and it's funny because um, I don't. Know, did I tell you about my my appointment on Friday and what they found? They said that you're uh, dying. <laughs> no, is this is your your aorta is enlarged. Yes. So I had a, a, a appointment with a cardiologist on Friday, um, and basically he said, if you watch your blood pressure, you're going to be fine. That was essentially what it was, but. Um, you know, I sit here and, and after that appointment, I was like, you know, I need to get back into meditating. So I think I'm going to get into, I so said, I've used, um, 10% happier in the past. I want to try headspace for a while. So I think I'm thinking about getting into headspace, um, buying the yearly subscription or whatever it is, um, and getting back into it because so, so when I was there in the doctor's appointment, I don't know how accurate this was, but, um, he took my blood pressure. He said it was 192 over 86. I was like, what? <laughs> but the thing is, is that may have been just at that moment. Exactly. You were so right. concerned about what was going exactly. on. Exactly. Yep. And then, yeah. and I was, so then I went home and about two hours later, I took my blood pressure. It was 120 over like 72 or something. So you have a cuff that you do. I do. With. And then I and took I, it again, like five minutes later and it went up to like 150. And I'm like, all right. Like, I've used three different devices now. This can't be accurate. Like, something is wrong. So I went out and I bought a stethoscope and a blood pressure cuff, and I'm now doing it myself manually um, because I don't trust anything now because I've used three different devices on the same day, and the results were so out of control. I was like, you know, how are they going to prescribe medicine for me to get me on the right track if we don't have an accurate reading? And that's the one thing that always made me laugh about going in and getting your blood pressure taken. Right. Is that they'll use the machine, and then after they're done with the machine, oh, it's a little high. Let me do it the other way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, they just do it the other way in the first place. Right, right. Like, and, and, why and run only, it? Right. Yeah. He only did it once, and he took the blood pressure on my forearm. I was like, no one's ever done it. Like, and you're a cardiologist. Why are you using an automatic machine? What are you doing? And right. he only did it once. And I was like, why? Like, if it's that high, like, let's try again. Like, maybe something was wrong. Like, but no. I was like, well, that's kind of weird. So, anyway, but I, it it really made me think that I should get back into meditation. So, um, I know years we're not ago, sponsored by Headspace. No, we're not. Um, if Headspace would like happier, to talk, to, you know, either one, huh? Or ten percent happier. I like that app too. I mean, um, if you guys want to reach out to us, we we yep. would totally because why not? Yeah, <laughs> I did. Um, so years ago, I did a full year, three hundred and sixty-five days of meditation. 
I didn't miss a day. So I need to get back into that. Now, did you feel doing it every day for a year was worth it? Yes. Or do you feel like it was overkill? Nope. I think I could have done it more. How, how long did you do it each day? Um, about 15 minutes a day. Okay. So you weren't like, it wasn't like an hour sitting no. doing 15 minutes a day. Okay. No. That makes sense. I'd say, I'd say the longest I did, it was probably about 45 minutes a day, but on average in the 15 to 30 minutes a day. Which average. is not bad. I mean, listen, no. if you're going to go exercise and walk for a half hour, why not? Mm -hmm. Right. Exercise and meditate that, that yep. brain. Mm-hmm. Or breathing. And or I know I've mentioned in the book before, but Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty, you know, he mentions that you can make anything a meditation, and that's how the monks live. You know, you can make driving to work a meditation. You can make, you know, washing the dishes a meditation if you do it the right way. You can do wax on, wax off your car. Mm -hmm. Exactly. As a meditation. Yeah. Yep. Ah. So. <laughs> uh, well, going back to the book the the door closed behind jonathan michael picked up an acoustic guitar uncle clyde had his harmonica in his pocket and isis was standing in the middle of the room and then they opened up the door let the phaser in jonathan interacts with them a little bit and then they say we're here to offer you a special 99 songs for a penny, mm -hmm. which was what? That was Columbia yeah. back in the day, right? Columbia House, yep. Columbia House. And then and then Uncle Clyde. I love this line from Uncle Clyde. Time is difficult, but it's just a phase, mm -hmm. right? And, all right. Yep. It's like really put in. And then they, they're talking back and forth and... Michael starts playing the guitar and they start backing away and then they leave. And and even before that, <clears throat> I think this is kind of important. Isis starts singing and Victor recognizes the song that she's singing and he oh, realizes right. that, you know, when, when he was being put under by the headphones in the trance, that Isis's song was the one that yes. broke him out of that trance. Right. And he said, and he said, thank you. Cause you saved my life. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and Ali makes it a point where, um, they're talking about how we're going to defeat them and all mm -hmm. that stuff. And as they said in previous chapters, it's a combination of the music and love. So yep. Ali says, music is good. Love is good. I'm sorry. He says music and love put together. Wow. Because yep. Isis says Mu music is good, love is good, music and love together is the best. Yep. And then Uncle Clyde adds, yeah. um, it's the best way to treat bad people. You don't have to like them. You don't always have to be nice to them. But it helps everything and everybody if you love them. Right. And then as they move forward, Michael explains the selling of music. And this, I think, is very interesting because he talks about how these guys are coming in to sell the music for 99 cents for like 10 songs or whatever the thing was. And he goes, but they're selling music that's not theirs. Mm -hmm. And then Victor goes into this to the sense that for a while he got used to making money. And and this was it was important for him. That's why he was playing music. Yep. He was playing music to make money. And he also remembered that he learned that he must get publishing rights to his own music so people don't take advantage, which I mean. Musicians should do because you don't want to get your music taken back. But 
he realized that his path for music was the wrong path because he was putting it all based upon the money that he was making mm-hmm. and that it wasn't what he should have been doing. Right. Like that's not the reason why he should be making music. And then, um, the moving on from there, Seiko states that they were phasers and he's like, how do you know they had no foot footsteps? And Victor acknowledges the fact that she was right because the shoes that they were wearing were hard sole shoes, so they should have been hard sole shoes, and they should have made a noise. I I, I can speak. You can really since one. Since sometimes. <clears throat> yeah. There's a paragraph in here, and I think it's interesting because this. The, I mean, we and we talked about this a little bit. So the paragraph is Michael saying, phasers have been around for centuries. They're not usually seen, but their presence is definitely felt. Affecting music is only one way they get to us. They also influence our thoughts and decisions. Think about it. The actual pitch of music has been changed. The quality has been drastically reduced. We know music causes children to learn faster and broader. So what is their solution? To take music programs out of schools. Yes, phasers do influence us, but we make our own decisions. When is the last time any of you have listened to a complete recording? Now, a few days prior to this in the book, Vic, Victor and Jonathan listened to an album from track one to the last track and even read the liner notes. And we did a live show April, was it April 3rd, April 4th? I forget what day I was there. That weekend. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I think I've done no, no, Actually, it was March 31st. I think April 1st was the Saturday. You're probably but right. Yep. We... we I the celebrants came out by Nickel Creek, which was their mm-hmm. most recent album, and we decided not to listen to the album until we were both together and we did a live show listening to it. And I have to say, I, that's probably the first time I've done that with somebody else in a long time. Mm-hmm. Typically, when I get an album, I listen to the whole thing. I don't skip around songs. Like I don't do that. Like I try to, um, I try to listen to the whole thing, but. You can easily get into this into the situation where you have a music streaming service of your choice, and you make a playlist, mm-hmm. and you pull the songs out of your favorite, and you never listen to the whole album again. And I've been trying to do is when I make a playlist, I put the whole album in it now. Yep. I I do have one playlist that has like the random songs, but they're like from the past that I just mm-hmm. like memories. But nowadays, I try to put like I have a Sarah Watkins playlist. I have all her albums in there, so it goes through all her albums. Right. Same things with Nickel Creek. Yep. But it's true. It's so easy for someone to do three good songs and still make money off of it because mm-hmm. of streaming services. Yep. We're not making the the albums are not the same anymore. I mean, on the on the mainstream end of things. Yeah. When you go to like Nickel Creek or Victor Wooten or Bella Fleck mm-hmm. or Corey Wong, you're getting back into that. This whole yes. album is good. Mm-hmm. If I put this on an eight track, you're going to listen to every song. You're going to like every song on it. Yep, exactly. Not, you know, yeah. Yep. And that's kind of what they talk about in yep. here. And that's what that's the basis for my Friday stream is like we listen to full albums every Friday night. Yeah. You know, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think I've ever done just part of an album. No, I think we do that more on Sunday for fun because it's mm-hmm. Sunday night and we're just having fun and people are like throwing songs at us or we yep. try to do it. But there was a time when, you know, for a few weeks we did all of the Victor Wooten albums. Yeah. And there are some times that we pick an album out and we just play the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Friday nights, I don't think you've ever done just like a couple of songs. I think you've done the full album. Yep. 
What page are you on, by the way? I am on 210. Okay. I just want to go back then to 209 for a second. Um, Victor says this. It had been a long time since I'd purchased a vinyl record. I'd reduced myself to only buying single songs from the internet. I rarely go to concerts anymore unless I can get in for free. How could I call myself a musician when I refused to pay to hear musicians play? What happened to me? Had I been phased? The answer had to be yes. I was talking to a friend yesterday, and um, and I hadn't read this, reread this chapter again, but I I had the same conversation, and I was like, because I was talking about like maybe I'll go to the Victor Wooten concerts. Like, oh, I don't really want to. I don't want to go out there. Like, why can't he live stream it? Like, I'd much rather sit at home and listen to it. Um, so that that just kind of struck me that like I'm kind of in the same place that he was, where I just don't want to, <laughs> you know. But you would pay for it if it was live streaming, though. Oh, I would, absolutely. I, I, I don't... See, for us, and I was thinking about this, too. I don't think it's the fact of not wanting to go see him live. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be around all the other people. Right. And that's, I know that sounds bad, mm-hmm. but for certain people, just being in crowds like that is just not enjoyable. Yeah. And, and like, for me, like, being in crowds like that is... I, I get very anxious in that situation. Sure. And and then just being around so many people at work these days, like I get home, I don't want to be around anyone. Like just go away and leave me alone. Um, so I have a hard time saying, yeah, I'll go see that show, um, even though I kind of want to. Right. And so. and so I understand wanting to 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 see it live stream. Listen, I would have no problem if the musicians out there wanted to live stream and charge. Mm-hmm. I would pay that. Yep. Because you know what? I would put it up on the big screen at home. I would mm-hmm. sit back, relax, and I'd be able to enjoy it mm-hmm. at a level that I'm not dealing with the people around me. Yep. Like, I'm excited to go Saturday night. I wish it wasn't standing room only, and I wish it was seats. Mm-hmm. You know, but I'm going to go. And here's the thing. I don't know if they're sold out. I don't know if it's going to be a packed house. Because even right. though he's a name, he's not a name. You know, so it's going to mm-hmm. be a select group of people that are yep. going to be buying his tickets. Yep. Which is why I like the idea of going because it's going to be that those people I'm probably listening to the same stuff I'm listening to. Mm-hmm. It's a unique situation where like when you go see someone who's more mainstream, you can get a variety of different people there. Yep. You and know? a year ago, um, in fact, it was on on Victor's birthday on September 11th. I think it was the 9th also. He did two shows that were live streamed. One in Atlanta, I want to say. The other in Tennessee. I bought both of them and watched both of them. Exact same show, you know. It was, it was it was great. I mean, they had some technical technical difficulties the first show, but the second show was great. In fact, I would I would have bought the whole thing as a, as an album, and you know, so. Well, and that's the advantage to live streaming is that I could watch him in any city he live streamed from. Mm-hmm. So if yeah. he does if he does five live streams in five different cities, I can I'll I can pay for each one. Yep. Listen, if they do they do pay per view for wrestling. Mm-hmm. And yep. they make a ton of money. Yep. Like, why not try it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, part of it's, you know, a lot of these venues don't have the ability to do it. Right. You know, right. and there's a lot that can go wrong and, you know. Right. No, I, yeah. I, I understand the whole technical end of it. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. It's the whole technical end of it. And and the, and the cool thing is because people like Victor, people like Corey Wong, you know, like they've got friends all over the place. So watching them go to like different cities and like pulling up like special guests. Like I know when, when Victor came here last time, he bought up Crystal Peterson and her band. Like I, I knew about her band. I had never seen them play before and they really weren't 
playing together because she had just had a baby, I think, and right. they weren't doing a lot of, of playing, but they came together just for Victor's show. Like seeing that sort of stuff, like in these different towns where people have different friends, that would be really cool. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, where was okay, so you read that, and then um, they talked about music. Like each one of them, Ali, uh, Ali Seiko, and Victor all had a conversation with music. Mm-hmm. Well, the impression is that they all did. We right. know that Victor did. And they talked about how do we defeat the phasers. And again, they talk about music, loving them, playing music, mm-hmm. and, and whatever the instrument may be, just playing music. And they go on to continue, and they talk about uh, where you talked about whole the whole money thing about not buying stuff he also talks about how his own life he felt that he's gone astray mm-hmm. he got bored and unmotivated he lost his drive he even recorded a major television show with a banjo player he did a couple tours and you know he did and then he when he get, when he didn't get um certain shows or when he didn't get compliments, he said he got addicted to compliments. He goes, he thought, you know, he had the wrong audience. He thought he was a good ba- bass player. And then they go on and they talk about ego mm-hmm. and how ego can be a very powerful thing. And depending upon how you accept your ego is is what drives you, you know. And even I think moving forward, they even talk about how I think it's a little further into the chapter, but. Uh, what is his name? C- uh, Sifu? Mm-hmm. You know, a little arrogant, but he talks about, I'm not arrogant, arrogant I'm just confident. Right. Like, I'm, that's what it is. And then, the next, on the next page on 212, Jonathan says something, which I think is mm-hmm. very interesting. He goes, yeah. you don't believe in yourself because you don't know who you really are. You think that you're not good enough, so you need other people to tell you. That's Okay. I'm happy to tell you if that's what you want to hear, but it won't be real until you know it, is, know it to be true. It's not who you think you are that keeps you from getting there. It's who you think you aren't. It doesn't matter what anyone else says. You are always enough. Mm-hmm. He's a smart I hate, dude. I hated reading that. I did too. <laughs> yep. Every time. I was just like, man. Yep. Jonathan, how do you know? Mm-hmm. But it's true. Yep. It's true. It's it's they they always say you're your own enemy. Mm-hmm. You know, I sure am. You know, you're the only one that's going to stop you from doing what you're doing. Yep. You know, and and I know I've done it in the past. Opportunities arise, and I've and and then I do what we talked about. I project like, well, what if this happens? What if this? What if mm-hmm. this doesn't happen? What? This? And you do all these things, and you don't take that step. Yep. You know, and and I I I'm at a point in my life that I'm just like I can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. A couple opportunities are coming up, and I've been talking about them with my wife. And I'm there's stuff that I may try and see what mm-hmm. happens. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But I won't know unless I try it. Right. You know, the only thing I passed up was uh, I had an opportunity to potentially go back to school for a PhD, and a certain amount of money would be given to me. But I found out that the PhD was very expensive, mm-hmm. and the amount of money that was going to be given to me would recover like maybe half of it. And in the long run, I was like, I don't need a PhD and $60,000 more of debt. You know, like I, that's right. how I saw it. Yeah. But that, that's just financial played a factor. And the PhD wasn't that, was that, wasn't that important. It was mm-hmm. more of a personal 
goal because yep. you know it doesn't mean anything but well it does mean something but mm-hmm. you know what i mean like yeah so it was just one of those things so i pff, that paragraph hits every time yep and i know like like ever since i got the jeep one of the things i've been looking into is overlanding and i watch all these guys just like driving around you know and it's like i, I think about like i'd like to try it but it's like the, what's stopping me is like I don't know enough about fixing cars to feel comfortable doing it. You, you know, need a friend to go with, right? And I don't have enough people around to do that. <laughs> I don't have friends. I don't have friends, <laughs> and like, w- which is my own choice because, like, like I mentioned, like I don't like being around people. Like, um, I would love to do that, but I agree with you. I I don't yeah. feel I have enough knowledge that if mm-hmm. something happens, right? Like I have some, but I don't have yep. enough that I feel comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a lot Absolutely. of these guys are going out by themselves because they've done it so many times. They know right. exactly what to do, you know, and they have their contingency plans. But like, like that's what stops me from doing it. You know, that and the dogs, too. I'll, I'll admit the dogs stop me from doing it as well. But 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 here's the thing, though, I, I that that lack for a better word, fear is more of a survival instinct. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think your your thought process is like if you were to go camping Mm-hmm. And not overlanding, you probably right. would be fine because you could figure out how to make right. things work. And, and it's the like, fact that you're, yeah. You know, I've I've talked to a bunch of them, you know, and they're like, you know, it's like, like I'll, the way I'm looking at it, I'm I'm looking like five or ten steps down the road. They're like, just go like locally, like if it's every thirty minutes away, you can still do it. Right. And that way, if something happens, you're not that far away from help, you know. And there's so, got to be places you can go by oh, you yeah. that are Absolutely. crazy, crazy, yeah. crazy, mm-hmm. and you can just try it out. Yeah. You may try it out and be like, I don't know, I don't, mm. don't want to do this. I might just drive my Jeep into the backyard. <laughs> you, may, you may be like Jay May, James May, Jer, 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 Jeremy Clarkson, and Richard yep. Hammond be like, oh, my back, my back, <laughs> my right. back, my exactly. back. <laughs> I can't. What Where's my CPAP machine? <laughs> uh, <I'm just laughs> uh, uh, that would be a great. You need to film that if you do it. Yes. <laughs> After Jonathan speaks, they go on and they talk about... Um, Victor said he wanted to... Uh, he had the question about how he was feeling better. And how did you make me better? And they're like, well, you're already a healer and your body heals yourself all the time. And Michael's always said that, you know, you're either sick or you're well. Mm-hmm. Like it's one or the other. It's not. It's not something that's one or the other. Uh, move, and I'm trying to like. There's a lot in this chapter, so I'm trying to really paraphrase it. Yep. Okay. So then they start talking about time. They talk about how uh, you. They talked about uh, mastering time. Mm-hmm. And Michael says like choosing choosing a time signature music. Time can be whatever you want. And he's like, people do it with time all the time. Huh? Uh, I call myself. And they bring up experiences like when you're having fun, time goes a lot faster. Mm-hmm. When you're bored, it's slow. Yep. If something's happening that is potentially an accident or bad, it is almost slow motion. Right. And so we perceive time the way we need to perceive time at that moment. Like that glass of water falling off. <gasps> no, <laughs> yep. like, like it's just it's at that moment. And and Seiko it talks about an experience she had when she was in the car and all that stuff with an accident and how it felt like everything slowed down and all that stuff. So 
Ali says we can change time whenever we want, mm-hmm. which is why time is a suggestion, not a rule. And Michael continues to talk because Victor's like, he always had a way with words. And he says to Victor that I needed you this time. Yes. It was time. I needed you this time. I needed you to be you, be the musician you are, essentially. And they talked about how lucky it was that they had that he had Michael for two weeks. Yeah. And I, I think only- so before you get to that, the, yeah, yeah. Victor, Victor asked Michael specifically, um, why did you come back? And that's what Michael right, says, right, right, right. because yes, I yes, needed yeah. you this time. Right. Um, so, yeah. And then <clears throat> later on down the page, um, Victor says, uh, how do I lead into this? Um, uh, so I'll just read it. It says, uh, people get inspired for a while, but then life takes over. After a while, they barely remember we were there. This is um, talking about, Michael talking about, you know, teaching. So it says, um, when, when Michael teaches all of these students, um, this is what, what typically happens. He says, people get inspired for a while, but then life takes over. After a while, they barely remember we were there. You were different. Your instincts were strong and you responded to them. That is why I sent many teachers along the way and stayed around for so long. Um, and it's, it's interesting thinking about like some of the teachers that I've had, you know, we've talked about, you know, my high school choir director last uh, episode about doing that thanking exercise, you know, um, working with, with Ron Mikesell, you know, he was another one that had similar ideas to this. Um, and I was able to study with both of those guys for such a long time. It was, it was really kind of neat. And I, I, you know, but then again, at the same time, like, I feel like I've, you know, life has gotten in the way and I've just, I've lost that connection. And I think part of this podcast is to try and get back in touch with that a little bit. Um, yeah, and then share the experience with everyone else. Right. I think as I shake the camera and it's like <laughs> earthquake. Okay. So, uh, so those of you listening and I just shook the camera and it looked like I was in an earthquake, which is plausible, I guess, with the way the weather's changing. Uh, <laughs> yes, I, I agree. I feel like we're, we're, we're not teaching, we're showing through this. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially what a lot of this is about. So further further down that page, uh, Michael states that this was um, what he needed was you see the best way to continue developing is to teach what you know. Your lesson was to teach Jonathan and his lesson was to teach you Mm -hmm. because Jonathan needed that next step as well. And he said that and Victor makes the comment where, you know, I did learn when I was with Jonathan and vice versa. Right. And then uh, Victor uh, Sifu speak, spoke up. You know, don't forget who rescued you back there. And what is it? Uh, this is when they start talking about like violence and all that stuff where, you know, why do we need to be violent? You know, why you, you know, so this and that, why are you arrogant? And Sifu goes. Don't mistake confidence for arrogance. Listen carefully. When you play your own game, no one can ever beat you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important to think about because if you're confident in what you do, you could easily come across as egotistical. Yep. But it's just because you know that you're good at what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, and 
I can understand, excuse me, how arrogance can come across that way. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it, it's true when you're good at what you do. And I don't think that I'm good at anything. I still think, you know, I have so much. But the thing is, is when you're good at what you do, if you're good at something, you know, your confidence is there. Yep. I don't want to. My computer. Hold on a second. Okay, it's still recording. My computer said, put in your password for a software update. No, I'm recording. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. And... You know, every then they all talked about their teachers, whereas like Seiko uh, was with Uncle Clyde and Ali was with Isis and, you know, how they all found themselves again. It was that time that they all needed to come together, you know, and they talk about how we're going to play music together. Mm-hmm. We need to play music together. We need to come together. We need to connect. We need to play music. And then they said, we need to get Seiko a new drum. Mm-hmm. And the next chapter is very cool, I think. Yes. I think everything happens in, in there and there. And then they start talking to Sifu one more time, and Sifu's like, all right, we got another lesson for you because, you know, I can't babysit you all the time. He has uh, Ollie and Victor's. Is it Ollie? It's the, like Muhammad Ali, right? It's Ollie, yeah. Ollie, right? Yeah, that's I, I, because I've been saying it, and it seems right to me, but then I'm like, am I really right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, Sifu has. Ali and Victor stand up. They he raised two fingers. Lesson number two: don't trust anyone. And he slaps them both in the face yep. again. And then see. And then I like this part. Seiko gets up and she goes, "No fair, Sifu. Next time you slap me too." And Sifu's like, "I like this girl. Mm-hmm. I do. I like. I like Seiko. I, whether it's based on an actual person or if it's just an embellishment, yep. I love her character. It's so." Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so much fun because she's 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 a firecracker. She is. Re- yep. She's a firecracker, and I think it's fantastic. Yep. You know? Um, but this, like, we're going on to pay, uh, measure 14. Mm-hmm. Like, this starts getting into the nitty-gritty of it. Mm-hmm. Even more so. This is like the, what do they call it? The, act, the third act, almost. We're almost in the third act. Yep. So. We're getting there. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say against this chapter or about this against this chapter about this chapter? Uh. Why you punish me? Should we end with it? Should we have a dad joke? Yeah, if you want to do a dad joke. I just picked one up. This is funny. Well, kind of funny. Where do math teachers go on vacation? Where? Times Square. Nice. (laughs) Fitting for for this chapter. Fitting, yes. That's why I thought it was very exciting to expect. Uh, You know, it's it's funny because this has been something that I've been... Just that that opening line kind of struck me, you know... um, you know, just talking about what we were just talking about, you know, it's, you know, wanting to do stuff, but, and then feeling like you're, you're wasting time, you know, because right. you're, you're, you're not, you're afraid to do something. Right. And, and it's funny because we, we need to take time to kind of relax and shut our brains off. Mm-hmm. And even then sometimes I'm like, I could be doing something. I could be doing something. And, and, and even though your brain's doing that, it also needs that 
20, 30, 40 minutes mm-hmm. of shutting off from everything that you've done. Yep. It's, it's a very, I mean, no one, and the problem is we're not taught this at a young age. Right. And I think that is a big thing. And I know there's people in the education field that are working hard to kind of bring this into the classroom and everything. But the thing is, there's so much stress put on our children when it comes to education, testing, standards, requirements. And, and we forget that we're human beings. Mm-hmm. And if we don't set them up for the mental health for the future, we're all going to be with therapists. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, we're all going to be having to do something because we're going to have some something to have to deal with. Yep. You know, that's just my take. I'm I'm no I don't have a Ph.D. I don't have an M.D. You could have. I could have. But it would have been a Ph.D. in music anyway, so it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. So. All right. So shall we um, say good day, good afternoon, good night, whatever time you're listening to this and see you next time. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Go go into our show notes, take a look at our link tree. Everything good is in there. Join us Friday night live at 8 o'clock. Join us Sunday nights at 7.30 live. And thank you for listening to our episodes weekly. And before we close out, just because uh, I mentioned this on our live streams as well, um, I got an email this week that said that Google Podcasts will be shutting down in 2024. The majority of our listeners are on Google Podcasts. So make sure that you have an alternate way to listen to us in the future. Uh, we are on YouTube Music as a podcast. I hear that's where Google is going. Um, but we're also on Spotify and Apple Music and a whole bunch of others. In the show notes, there is a link to all of the places that we have our podcast. So get ready for the switch. I don't know when it's coming. Google might change their mind because they've done that before. You know, Google Voice was supposed to go away a long time ago and it never did. So it just it kind of like evolved. Yeah. So that might happen again. I don't know. They might just rebrand Google Podcasts as YouTube Music and keep everything the same. Who knows? But just know that there is a change coming in the next year or so. So start looking into that. And with that, I think we can say see you next time. See you next time. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Turn on the Music podcast. We hope that you join us next week. Click on the link tree in our show notes to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can also subscribe to our Twitch and YouTube channel. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join us on our Discord. If you like what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you really want to help us promote the show, head over to Apple Podcasts or the podcast service of your choice and give us a five-star rating. Remember, always share the music. Thank <laughs> you.